welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Simon. And I'm Stuart. We're both property people running our own businesses. This podcast is just us chatting, as we often do, about anything and everything property. Now, I've seen some some, some anecdotal, again, reports of um, estate agents only allowing viewings if they've seen uh, a mortgage offer in principle or a decision in principle, I think is the, the phrase I, I saw people reporting on. So you actually have to have the, the basic agreements for your mortgage outlined with a, a lender before you can even go and look at a house. Hmm. This is presumably largely a, a COVID precaution so that you don't get people traipsing through, through houses unnecessarily. But I think it's also probably quite a, an interesting qualifier for agents as well to to avoid wasting time. Hmm. However, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't think, apart from my my personal purchase, when I've been doing buy to lets, I don't think I've ever had a um, a mortgage decision in principle or offer in principle prior to starting viewing. So I'm not quite sure how it's going to affect me. But on a personal level, Stuart, I think you've come across something very similar in your your recent explorations of your own personal um, property purchasing. So do you want to tell us a bit, bit about, about that experience? Yeah, so we are looking at buying a new build property. In fact, we are at the stage where we've agreed an offer on it. And they too ask for, a, for an agreement in principle or a decision in principle, as other people might have heard it, so an AIP or a DIP. And just listening to you there, I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking, I don't feel too strongly about that being requested because I think like you say, in the current climate where we are supposed to be socially distancing and limiting chances of exposure, that it probably helps to qualify people to make sure that those people you are letting through the doors, so to speak, are people that are serious. You don't want people that just have a bit of time on their hands on a Saturday afternoon thinking, oh, you know, we'll, we haven't got anything else to do. Let's go and have a look at a property, which I'm sure there's not a lot of that that goes on. So I, I don't think I'm, I'm solely against that. The, the, the issue I had, in addition to that, was that I was told that we couldn't go and view the property. Bear in mind now we're talking new build. We're talking uh, the, you know, the, 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 the dress houses at the front. And we, we were told that we couldn't arrange or book a viewing of that house until we had been through their uh, brokers and had been qualified via their brokers. At which point I said, well, it's fine because I have a broker and I already have an agreement in principle actually. So I was already set up and it's something I do often have anyway, just because of the amount of different things that's going on. Always good to have a mortgage offer in your back pocket when you're walking around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and we do in everyday life. <laughs> and and as an investor, it's quite handy when someone says, "Well, you'll need this, that, and the other." And I just say, "Well, I've I'll, I've got it now. I'll just email it across to you." And I think it it does give them that sense that you aren't a time waster and that you are someone that's serious uh, about what, doing what you do. But anyway, so I, I responded and said, "Well, I've already got a, an AIP, so so I'm good." And I was told in no uncertain terms, "No, you have to go through our brokers, and once they've qualified you, we will then let you have a viewing." Which, as you know, because I sent you a little note, and let's just say uh, it probably contained an expletive. <laughs> yes, that language a little too colourful for recording today. <laughs> but we're a family show, so which which I just think 
if the competitions and markets authority gets a hold of it or, or, or someone starts you know making a fuss about it which which might well be me if i forget the time to to tell someone that will actually listen and or cares <laughs> but i just think it's very anti-competitive to now start forcing people so the, the point you made at the start is having an iop now you may have a different view other people might have a different view that well actually we just want to go and have a look at a property why can't we do that without the formal documentation and they, and again i wouldn't strongly disagree with that point of view either but to say you have to to go through the the house builders broker which as we know they're just setting things up to to develop their own little ecosystem yeah and I don't think they can as easily fall back on the the COVID precaution response either because there's no one living in these properties that you're going to look around. They're show homes. Mm. So you're you're not really putting anyone anyone's home at risk. So, uh, yeah, it's, it seems very, very dodgy, if you ask yeah. me. Well, let's not, let's not um, sail off into the digression of the COVID, but I will just say that, that, that COVID did get mentioned again as part of it. And I was just thinking this has got nothing to do with COVID. But they're saying, you know, we have to do this because, you know, COVID's here and we need to be. And I'm thinking, well, it's, it's, it's mm. not related. But like I say, we, we, no, we could. Just a, just a good excuse. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, despite these barriers, <laughs> I think you do have some exciting news. Yeah, but the good news is we 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 stroke my wife really liked the property. Strangely enough, there were two types of property that we were looking at, both of which served our needs in terms of provided a room for each of the kids and so on and so forth. But my wife was umming and ahhing about which one she liked and ummed and ahhed for several days. Well, we both did, and of course, the one that we then landed on the day we put a call into reserve was the day that someone had an hour before reserved it. <laughs> so, oh no. However, we were it was such a close line. It was it was one of those where it, it it was good in a way because it forced us to then make the decision say okay, we will put an offer on the other house type. So we're really happy and looking forward to it. It's uh, nice to have it in there. The challenges I've mentioned before in the podcast is that the the house builder again was very vocal at the start said it won't be built until at least may or june so that they'd you know removed any shadow of a doubt in our heads that we could um, benefit from the stamp duty holiday and of course now we've got all of the paperwork back or, or the starting of the paperwork the first thing it says is that the house will be built between april the 1st and april the 30th so <laughs> So close, so close. <laughs> I, so we're now convinced that, of course, that the messaging was just don't even think about trying to push us to, to get it. But if they yeah, came so, back... So now, now you've got to swap to lobbying your MP for uh, for an extension to the, the holiday. <laughs> yeah, which is why, you know, selfishly, i you know praying for it. Of course, whatever is, is right for the for the country is, is of benefit but if it, if it helps us save a few grand that would be great because as i've as i've bored people with on this show before we we still have to uh pay the the three percent on the you know the first 500 and, and so on and so forth so but no it's really positive news it's really good news well congratulations on uh, choosing your new home thank you thank you just got to find the money to buy it now <laughs> hopefully no house builders are listening to this <laughs> Yeah, so um, you you passed a broken's test, did you? To get this? 
Don't yes, answer. yes. Okay, it's, sorry. All, <laughs> it's all above board. It's all above board. So in other news, I think before we before we see what other updates you've got, I'll I'll, I'll slip my update in because it's it's very short. The the property that I'm selling, uh, the the buyer wanted to do a, a full survey despite their despite them being a, a cash buyer. So they uh, they went through that and the, the full survey uh, took place. And unfortunately, the results from that are that they have found some some signs of damp. We don't know the details of the, the dampers yet, um, but the, the buyer has decided to commission a, a further damp specialist to do a, a damp survey on the property. So that, that's now, um, well, we're, we are awaiting that to happen and then the, the resulting I suspect negotiation to to come after that, mm. um, but hopefully it's nothing too major. And this is it is quite an old property, so it's and it's only um, uh, only a solid wall property. So we're we're not too surprised that there's they've managed to find the, the odd bit of damp here and there. If they look hard enough, I, I'm sure there's there's several. So uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, wait and see what comes back from the the damp survey. And it's a fairly old property, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's very very old. Um, 1800s i think it was built somewhere somewhere in there um it used to be a owned by the railway for for the station master at a, a nearby station which no longer exists but uh, yeah the, the house still does obviously and is the buyer an investor or is it a residential purchase no they're buying it as a as a residential property uh, apparently they're planning to to put some effort into I say restoring but i'm not sure restoring is quite the right word cuz it's still there but bringing to the fore the period features and sort of the history of the property so i think i think i hope they'll they'll do some nice things with it so so yeah i'm, I'm quite pleased with, with that happening because another possibility for this plot was that someone would would buy it and knock this house down and put two or three in a, a terrace or perhaps even a small block of flats mm. uh, they could get the planning for it so um so since i quite like the, the history of the, the property uh, i'm I quite like the idea that someone's going to going to look after it. Yeah, it's great, and uh, hopefully all goes well with the damp. But as you say, it, I think worst case scenario is it's going to be a a point of negotiation. Yeah, quite. I think, given a lot of what we've been talking about recently, though, it's interesting to note that we're now, well, two months ish into this purchase, and we're still having surveys being done. Mm. And and then there might be a little bit of price negotiation after that. This just goes to show that these things are going slowly at the moment. Um, I mean, it's it takes a while for each of these surveys to be booked in and scheduled with all the people who need to to be there and to allow access to the property and what have you, and then for it to happen, and then the results to go back to the the, the buyer and them to interpret it. And now, in this case, to now book a, a an extra survey, and it just. It just shows it takes time to buy a property. Yeah. It, the, yeah. I mean, we're, I think, I hope we probably started early enough not to worry about missing the stamp duty holiday deadline. But yeah, people starting now, it's, it's going to be difficult. No, I, I completely agree. And I have to say that my early optimism has dissipated somewhat in terms of when our properties are, will be sold. So we've, as we mentioned before, I've got two two that are sale agreed but where i was hopeful that it'd be done in I, I would think a couple of months i was saying sort of six to eight weeks but i i think you said this year certainly so this year <laughs> yeah but i think i think realistically 
my hope is is that they just get sold. If, if, I'm, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, for me, it's to make sure we we get them through. If they go through by January, I'll be really happy. But ultimately, they they need to just go through. And from a from the from the buyer's perspective, of course, they want the the stamp duty, and that's that's my hope is that I'm hoping that the stamp duty holiday means that we are safer, relatively speaking, in terms of having a having a buyer pull out now i should touch every piece of wood as i say that yeah because if they pull out then they don't have enough time left to find another property and still complete on it in in that window of holiday time because both sorry one of them like yours is a cash buyer but they're an investor and when we're talking about a few hundred grand we're not like yours we're not talking about small sums of money we're talking about quite big sums of money to then have to uproot and change and and given the the stamp duty holiday that that's that's a significant saving as well so yeah that, that's that one and for the for the other property the studio flat likewise it's it's a mortgage it's a low lower low to loan to value but again significant savings on the the stamp duty so i'm hoping that 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 just keeps them in a bit but like you we one of the properties is in a, a serviced and managed building, so we've got to have the management packs. You know, they've been requested; they've, they've got those, and inquiries being done. So, because I'm an optimistic person, I, I was hopeful that we could get it done before Christmas. But I think the realist in me is now saying, "Let's just keep pushing the process and, and hope that it gets through." The other point that I just wanted to make that I think you've brought out is uh, I was looking at some figures on. Uh, the the house price index on right move and it's saying that um the average time to sell at the moment is the quickest it's ever been it's sorry it's quickest it's been in the last four years um which is is it 50 days to sell and that that in itself sounds really positive doesn't it but those stats are you've marketed a property and you've sold in so that's the days. start of the process isn't it <laughs> <laughs> exactly you haven't begun to you know the fun only begins once you get that sale agreed as as we both know you know we're now negotiating that yeah right uh, and just on that subject the other thing I, that i wanted to mention was that th- there are more sales agreed at this point in this year than there were in 2019 so that's kind of demonstrating that there is more activity. So yes, there was pent up de- demand because nothing happened in May and June, but we are now surpassing last year's level. So we're now past pent up demand. We're in new territory with with um, the stamp duty holiday, which we've all mentioned a uh, hundred one times. But that's showing that there is more happening than ever before, and therefore, as per our conversation with Emma, we know that there's going to be sticking points and. It's going to start with conveyancing. Yeah, I think that the stats you've got here, um, you, you've actually put in a, a preparation notes. I'm getting professional. I'm getting professional. <laughs> Was that in October, there are 418,000 property sales in the pipeline. And that compares to 280,000 at the same point in 2019. Now, that's a lot of extra properties so it's hardly surprising that solicitors and surveyors and mortgage brokers are struggling a little under the under the load <laughs> from all those extra properties. I mean, that's uh, I don't know what is one hundred and forty thousand extra properties. Did I do that math right? No, did that math wrong, didn't I? Two hundred forty thousand. Blimey! 
I was going to say, it's almost double, isn't it? It's almost double yeah. in basic math. Oh dear. My mental arithmetic's not really up to uh, calculating on, on the go in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 138, so it's, it's about 50% up. It's about 50% up. Yeah, it is 50%. So yeah, so some very busy people in the industry trying to uh, deal with all that. And like your experience, you know, you're going to have surveys that come up and roofs and damp and whatever else may come up that's going to exacerbate these processes. So it'd be interesting to see, as we've talked about before, how how the government manages that, because there will be people that say, well, hold on. We we started our process in end of end of October, for example, and we're still going through the process. Like I said before, I think maybe it will come down to who's exchanged because you can potentially exchange earlier but most of what you need to have done needs to be buttoned down by them but exactly yeah i I have exchanged very quickly on a property before i mean my personal experience again this was this was an investment property but i have exchanged on a property in a matter of weeks and paid an agreed fee and i didn't complete for a year because once the exchange has happened the, the vendor has the 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 confidence and the comfort of knowing that the property will be sold because obviously we are unique in this country where we have this thing called gazumping and when you exchange at least both parties have the confidence that it's going to happen you can then set the time frame of course i'm not suggesting anyone wants to stretch it for a year but if you've exchanged we know there's a legal requirement on that sale to go through unless significant penalties are going to be paid so that that could be one way of looking at it. But I think you pointed out before, they couldn't extend it to allow the sales to go through because where would that end? You you would just keep extending because we're, we're going to have this glut until the holiday ceases. So interesting to see where it will yeah. go. Yeah, although if they, if they do it at the last minute, which seems to be something they're keen on at the moment, announcing things at the last minute, and that means that, everyone will have slowed down. They will have assumed that they can't get a sale through. So those sales will have, uh, well, new ones will have stopped accumulating at the same rate. And I dare say some of the existing ones will will sort of fall through under the expectation of of not making it. But then if they extend it by a month or something with a few weeks left, then there's no time for everyone to suddenly go out and say, hey, let's buy a house. Because it's just not, feasible you you can't do it that fast it's not going to have any meaningful effect on uh, on, on the property market generally it would just help out people who are currently in the process yeah yeah i think um i think initially when you're talking about it i think well actually i think there's and there's an argument to say that that's that would be why you couldn't extend for those reasons that a lot of people have felt a lot of pressure and then to the day say oh it's okay you can have an extra four weeks but Trying to second guess the government is um, beyond my uh, beyond my level of expertise. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that they won't do some kind of extension. That, that's definitely. I mean, Emma was very unsure last week, but uh, and I'm also not sure. But I, I I think that's likely to be the way it comes down. But who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. It may be because because I so desperately want it. My head has just discounted it completely so that i'm not disappointed so I've just just accepted it i've reached the level of acceptance and therefore my view is no it, it can't happen because uh, 
<laughs> that's a defense mechanism <laughs> but yeah exactly yeah but hopefully both you and emma will be correct so there's just one other stat in this uh, little collection that you you put in our notes that i thought i'd mention um, and that was in a normal year only 25 percent of sales agreed in the first quarter complete by the end of march so if we unpack that a little bit generally speaking at the beginning of the year the property market is a bit slow so we're talking about mostly properties that have sold from middle of January onwards. If we're saying that it takes on average three months, then anything that starts that late into the, the quarter, we would expect to not complete in that quarter. So I think 25%, a quarter of sales agreed in that sort of two and a half month window, most likely, actually managed to complete within that two and a half months i think that's actually not too bad and i have a feeling you put this in here as a, a sort of well what what do we expect for if if it's only 25 percent in a normal year what would we expect in this year is going to be even worse mm. but i think 25 percent is actually quite good when, when you look at it that that's actually quite a short time and, and of course when you're looking at all sales agreed in that period some of those will have been agreed three days before the end of march so, of course, they're not going to complete in that first quarter. So, yeah, I, I think 25% seems quite high to me. I think the key point is, yeah, I, well, I think I think it is about how many sales have started in January. Because clearly, if if 90% of the sales were agreed in March, then, then I'd have expected none to, to have completed. But, of course, the more the more that happened in January. So, it'd be, it'd be about the balance. I think it was... Um, because I think yeah, one in four. I think that's 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 not bad for January, for for Jan for a January agreement. I think if if you offered that to most people, they'd take it. I certainly would. If you said, well, we're going to start in January and complete March, I think well, that'd be bloody brilliant. You know, in in a normal yeah. in a normal environment. But uh, yeah, right. I, I I think for me the point will be at which point the all of the um you know various professionals that involved in the selling of property from estate agents through conveyances through surveyors etc at which point they say we now can put our hand up and say this won't complete and my sort of feeling is that will happen early december mid-december just to say okay nothing else is going to go through that, that that's my feeling that if, if they're going to handle it professionally that's what should happen yeah i agree i mean I think some people have already been saying that. And certainly there's been lots of press saying that. So, mm. so yeah, I, I think the the professional bodies or the professional uh, people will, as you say, definitely put a, a hard line in and say, that's it. If you're starting now, it's, it's not going to be done in time. Yeah. Yeah. When I put that stat in, I just thought it was an interesting stat because I hadn't even given it any thought before before we experienced this to just to just to see that 25 percent would happen by the end of march i just thought yeah that's it's it was interesting i didn't really, yeah, really i, I agree that. it is interesting it's um yeah i'm i'm quite surprised it's that high as i said so i think it's a very interesting stat well i think we are out of time aren't we Stuart? unless there's anything else you want to, to squeeze in before we finish up no i think we're all good fantastic so in that case it just remains for me to say thank you very much for listening and if you've been enjoying it which we we hope you have please do let someone else know about us and you can point them and find show notes at the
businessofproperty.com. And we'll talk to you again next week.